proper ornaments, kicking off the program with cremated, open parentheses, blown away, close parentheses, just so you have an accurate song title there. Fantastic group uh, featuring members of Veronica Falls and Ultimate Painting. Anyone out there see Ultimate Painting this summer open for Yola Tango at Central Park? It's really a fantastic show. And then in very Yola Tango fashion, um, they had Ultimate Painting come out and play the encore with them. So that was a fantastic show. But Proper Ornaments, playing two shows in the area this weekend with the great Kyle Forrester. On Friday, they'll be at Jersey City's Monty Hall. And then on Saturday, Proper Ornaments and... Kyle Forrester will be at Union Pool. So just for clarification, those dates are Friday, October 6th and Saturday, October 7th. And I believe they're on a bit of an East Coast tour, the two of them. So go check them out. We're going to play one by Kyle Forrester right now. And then when we come back, you'll hear me sit down with Morris Alba. Fantastic, great band from Union City, New Jersey. I sat down with them recently, and we got to talk about a whole bunch of topics. Played some songs from their new record, which was released late last year. And as it turns out, they're already working on another one. So just prolifically churning those tunes out. So sit tight, enjoy this song by Kyle Forrester. And when we get back, you'll hear from me and Morris Alba. And this one by Kyle Forrester is called Won't Go Crazy.
All right, here we are with Morris Alba. Welcome to the Look at My Record studio slash my apartment. Hope you guys have been enjoying yourselves so far. Of course, thank you. How's everyone doing today? We're very caffeinated. (laughs) Caffeinated, a little tired from a late night post-show happening stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. Of, uh, a lot of twenty questions in the car too. Yeah. Like, oh whoa! <laughs> what kind of questions do you guys ask when you play twenty <laughs> questions? It's out of curiosity. Well, it got to the point. It got to the point where we were asking if, uh, if like whoever was asking was like a, if it was an idea or like a theory. We're getting abstract. It was getting kind of abstract so for a second. Yeah, one I, of them was Goya. I was, I was like, yeah. It, well, I, in my head, I was like, it's Goya. But to them, I was like, okay, so it's like, you know, it's tangible, but it's intangible. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a brand. So, Goya beans product. Yeah, yeah. 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 Product well, the, the bean itself. company. You know, like quality beans. I would say I've, yeah. I've eaten Products them many around. times in my life. So yeah, shouts out to Adobo. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This is good. I yeah, like, I like good product up. placement on this show. Yeah. So thanks for. The, Getting that first product placement out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Give me a call, Goya Beans, and you can sponsor this program. Sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Drink Haritos. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you guys uh, briefly introduce yourself and what instrument you play and stuff? Uh, I'm Marcel. Uh, I play guitar and I sing with my uh, mouth. Uh, I'm Sebi. I just play guitar. I'm Rizzo. I play the drums. And I play bass. That's Dante. That's Dante? Yes. Yeah, Dante plays the bass. And you guys were telling me you formed in college, Bard College. Yeah. And sort of a not long long story short, I, I started this as like a solo thing back in high school. And then um played with Dante and a couple other friends of mine. Shouts out to Connor and Alvin and Doodle and Joe and everybody else who's played with me. Uh and then I went to I went to college upstate and that's where I met Sebi and Rizzo and we had another uh, another guy John play play with us and then uh he left and then now Dante's back with us. So are you the primary songwriter then? For the most if part. It's like a project of yours. Yeah, for the most part. Now it's kind of slowly changing. It's been more of like a team effort now. It's been great. And this more uh, stay asleep. This is the latest record, right? You put this out last year? Yeah, last November, almost a year ago. And- and it looks like before that you did have a couple other releases, right? Yeah, I put out some uh, some like EPs and stuff. I mean, the first thing I put out, well, there's a demo out there, but the first like EP thing I put out, I just recorded all the instruments in the back room of like uh, our music room in high school in North. Oh Bergen. wow, in North Bergen. Yeah. So they had like recording equipment in North Bergen High yeah, School. Yeah, there was. Studio. Yeah. There was like an isolation booth um, where I would just like stuff a kid in there and then throw like one, just like overhead crappy. SM57 over the top and then we'll just record that way just get the drums in and then I would run out press a stop button run back in this is like my first foray into recording I didn't know how to do any multi-track <laughs> or anything I would just start and stop the entire time nice that's very organic though uh yeah no yeah there's no GMOs with that recording <laughs> in, in any capacity no GMOs yeah Oh my goodness! Pure analog. And, and so, do you guys have an interesting meeting story at school, though, or just through, you know, friends that played music or anything like that? Well, we were all kind of between me, Sebi, and, and Rizzo. We were all kind of like in each other's like separate circles at Bard. Mm-hmm. Like me and Sebi were tight for you know, well, we were tight you first. Drunk on separate occasions, pretty much. I met Sebi like. Sophomore year, I just really yeah. drunk. We had a long conversation about Slayer, and then like didn't speak again for like a year. I don't even remember this exactly. <laughs> and then Marcel and I met solely because whenever I was drunk and he was at the party, for some reason I I gave him a hug. Yeah, he really liked touching me, and 
and that was it. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I also had a class with Risden in like a non-drunk context. But we didn't actually know. Yeah, we didn't really hang out. Uh, I was friends with I was friends with another friend of Sebi's, mm-hmm. um, and then met him through there. And uh, we f- both found that we're both just kind of like depraved enough to like be homies with <laughs> each other. Um, and then Dante has like been in my friend group for like a really long time. Uh, he lives like he lives like a fifteen minute walk away from me, so he's like uh, he's like my boyfriend almost. Oh, that's you know Dante was that's born really as a, as a sixteen year old man, and he grew from there. He never went through childhood. He just came out <laughs> as a, a fully. It's been the same forever. Yeah, Sixteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, nothing's really changed. That's that's great. You get to experience adolescence for your entire life, <laughs> from go. the womb to your deathbed. <laughs> Isn't that the DIY ethos? Yeah, basically, <laughs> right. Just hold on Stay to young it forever. as long as you can. Dude. <laughs> but something I'm always curious about about uh, you know a lot of bands that form in college and stuff like that. At least where I went to school, it seemed like there were bands, but. Not a lot of practice spaces and areas where you could kind of organically write music together and stuff. You'd probably just have to do it in a dorm room or something like that. Were there spaces or was it encouraged from the school for you guys to kind of use uh, facilities that they had or anything like that to create? It, It was encouraged by the school to use their facilities. They didn't have enough facilities, so it was occasionally yeah, challenging. Well, yeah. they had no. There were practice rooms. It was yeah. challenging to like get on the list to like be able to use it. It's basically it's like kind of like a free for all. Everyone like jockeying for like when they're gonna have that like thirty minutes of a room with drums yeah. in it. There's well, there's like they had yeah, practice a, spaces for majors, and there was a dorm majors. with practice spaces yeah. in the basement, but you had yeah. to have a key to that dorm to get in. Yeah. yeah. You had to bring your own kit and everything. Yeah, and then whenever we couldn't get into, like, anything, we would just end up at the root cellar and hope no one was there. Uh, It was just, like, this, like, student-run space there. That's cool. Yeah, because I think Bard would be good because I think it has a reputation as kind of, like, a more progressive school, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) That would be, like, yo, do this stuff, guys. They're down. uh, You just kind of, like, got to not tell anybody. Yeah. (laughs) You just got to, like, sneak your way around. They don't really care. That's kind of, like, a life lesson for everything. Yeah. Just do what you want, but don't tell people that would have to do something if they knew about it. Yeah, like, don't tell the administration, like, hey, so, like, at 3 o'clock on Friday, we're going to go sneak into the root cellar and, like, practice really loud music. Hope you guys don't mind. Yeah. Like, go with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, don't ask permission. Just do it. Because yeah. then if they don't know, they, like, don't care. And yeah. just be super nice if you get caught. <laughs> just be like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't, what? Know. I didn't know about anything. I'm so nice. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are nice, guys. You we're, are. We hang out. Yeah, you guys do hang out. Thanks, dude. But you too, Tom. Like I said, I said as we were coming up here before that I was very happy for you guys Thanks, that man. you had a big show recently with the fall of Troy. Yeah. Yep. So congrats on that. That's a big opportunity. How'd Thanks, that man. show go? Yeah, Sebby. Uh, <laughs> well, like I'm the only one who was there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Dante. Oh my god, I was shaking so much. Yeah, Dante. I, I fucked yeah. up so bad a couple of times. I couldn't tell. It was, it was one of the you most nerve-wracking things I've ever done. You sounded oh. great. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it was fine. You know, you know when you play, you kind of, like, fuck. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. that was one of the greatest nights of my life. Yeah, it was pretty We're totally great. downplaying this. That shit was <laughs> sick as hell. Yeah. Um, but, um... Uh, yeah, no, I w- it was super. The, like the Follow Troy guys were super nice. It was super. We played with this band Vasudeva, who are also from New Jersey. They've been like touring around, playing in Europe, opening for like Dance Gavin Dance and all these other bands and stuff. Like, 
you know, they're they're on the next level now. It was also just cool to like see some guys who were like, you know, on sort of like the next you know level kind of playing yeah. field kind very, of thing. Very nice, very there. talented yeah, fellows. AC yeah, dude. unit just for the drummer on stage. <laughs> yeah, that so what? So that's nice. high class. I could hear myself on stage. Stuff, yeah, some Vince Neil shit. So <laughs> Damn, you guys in Van Halen or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, our friend Rob is more on the Van Halen. He did a. He did, he's more in Van Halen. He's more in Van Halen than we are. Well, he, his band, his band professor Caveman did a, a Van Halen. Oh, I had him on. Oh, word, yeah, yeah dude, yeah, he's yeah, a cool dude. guy. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yo, Rob, if you actually, listen to this, you owe me money. <laughs> He actually mentioned you guys during the episode. Oh, oh hell sick. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Fuck Getting you, Rob. Thanks, dude. He was cool. He's a really cool guy. He's and very, big, very talented. Yeah. Oh, yo, the kids Great are virtuoso. Yeah. toured with that guy. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Had, they, they, the, the, yeah these three be, guys were his backing band yeah. on our last tour. Yeah, we did the Morris Caveman thing where his boys couldn't make it out to freaking Michigan. <laughs> so, like, we had to we had to be his band for, like, the shows out west. Yeah, I played tambourine. Yeah. I've never gotten to play a shaker before. Yeah, that was sick. That was great. You did a good job. But yeah, Rob did a Van Halen cover set on Halloween. That was one of the greatest oh, things sick. I've ever seen in my life. That's pretty cool. So oh, he yeah. is in And Erica from Rest Assured, too, was his guitarist. It was like yeah. also an incredible That's another musician. great band. Yeah. Rest Assured is really good, Big too. homies. Big, yeah. deep homies. Yeah, all good friends of ours. Cool, man. You guys, great scene you guys have. So, Oh, dude, like we're very, very happy. It's nice to see people, uh, I don't know, observing the Jersey City music thing not necessarily from an outside perspective but just like oh i don't know there's no i never like had a friend or something that did like a podcast it was like hanging oh out with yeah i love stuff, doing you know, this man? podcast people who it's care nice. about sort of like uh recording the scene well not like or like you know uh what what i call uh, for posterity you know like things like that people care about like what's going on and like the history how like we got to this point like moving forward yeah you know? it's it's nice it's it's you're doing a good job tom thanks, thanks for having guys. us on oh of course anytime <laughs> But uh, so this, your latest record, Stay Asleep, available on Purple Cassette. Yeah, sad purple. Nice little packaging we got here. How did this guy come together? It says you recorded it in Mulberry Sound Recordings. So we actually, so Mulberry Sound Recordings is a now semi-defunct record label that me and my friend Tim started up. Um, we're, we're, Tim we're kind of, of Din. Yeah, Din and Pretty Real and everything else you see around town. Um he, uh, him, and I started this little thing. It was mostly like a digital label, so just like a way for us to get all our all of our friends' music in the same place. That was the more like important aspect, was sort of like curating like us and our friends and anyone else. We, you know, anyone else's music we would like to kind of like just have in one centralized area, um, more than like putting out physical stuff because you're pretty broke. But um, we recorded our album in Philadelphia at this place called the Sex Dungeon, which also shut down recently. But those guys are like our heroes, like Dan and James, two of the engineers that were there, are, like. Some of the biggest influences, at least that like, I've come across, between like their music and also like just the work that they do. Um, but um, we put the Mulberry Sound like sticker on it, just as like a little like nudge to our like our homies and stuff. And then our friends in Albany, Dan, um, B side oh, records, yeah, B side, yeah, B side cassettes did a. Uh, uh, they they pressed everything. They have like a pressing machine. Everything that's up awesome. In Albany. Shout out Dan. Shout out Scoops. Yeah, very nice packaging. I and like Martin. it. I like it a lot. This is fantastic, and I Thanks, like the man. record a lot. So thank you. Um, had, so you wrote you wrote all the songs on this record, Marcel. On this one, yeah. And um, you were saying you're working on another record already. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting all the material together. We haven't recorded yet, but yeah, soon enough. Like so how many how many five, songs do you have? Five new right songs. now. Five, new five songs. or six new ones in the works yeah. so far. And that's more of a collective writing effort right now. For sure, more than ever, mm -hmm. it's been like totally. Cool. I mean, Sebi's written two of the songs so far already. Yeah, it's been really cool. 
so you think it'll sound different? You think people can expect a bit of a different sound since there's more of a collaborative approach? Definitely way different, I think. Because a lot of the songs that were on there, um, the we I, I had gone through like two or three different like iterations of recording a record before that with uh, like other people and stuff. Like Dante's been through the whole thing with us. Um, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just we try to we try to record a record like two times that never works. So a couple of the songs on that record are like. By the time we recorded them, they were like two or three years old. So it was more of a collection of stuff I had like been meaning to put out and newer stuff that I've been working on. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and like stuff that still w- still ended up being cohesive, I think, but stuff that wasn't like just made just for that record. Whereas like this time around, we're all working together to like fully make one cohesive thing together. Yeah. I'm excited to we're hear all, like, it. Minded that way. And I love this record. Um, so let's play a couple of songs from it. How does Word. that sound? Sounds good to me, Great. man. What do you guys think? Moment you crash. That sounds good. Yeah. That That's sounds okay. okay. Yeah, we like that one. Uh, <laughs> That's a good starting point. How about winter and and then stay asleep? Yeah, those are uh, those are the greatest hits. If there anyone, <laughs> if anyone, I feel honestly though, like if anyone was like, "Yo, what do you guys sound like?" Because like that's a really hard question to to answer. But uh, th- those are like sort of the more representative of what we've been what we've been doing. All right. So let's play them right now, right? Yeah. You guys ready? Sounds pretty. Ready to hear those songs? Sure. Yeah. You ready? Everyone, yeah. just confirm real quick that you're ready. We're ready. Yes, Tom, I am ready. I am ready to hear our music, Tom. <laughs> All right, here you go. Moment you crash, followed by winter and stay asleep.
So great, three great songs, but let's acknowledge that during the intermission we were talking about uh, mall cop movies. Yeah. And um, Alec Guinness, Andy Garcia, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Right. Cookie Range of topics. Yeah. Two mall cop movies came out in the same year. Observe and report and Paul Blart, the hottest mall cop. Yeah. I mean, Kevin James is a hot guy. He's a big boy. He's a good, sexy a big good boy. Guy, right? It's an inspiration. Mm. I like him. Yeah. But if you haven't gotten a chance to see Observe and Report, I strongly recommend it. Seth Rogen. Observe kind Report's of a darker take movie. on the mall cop yeah. uh, genre. <laughs> yeah, that movie's fantastic. Best soundtrack ever. That's and really you know what? No, yeah, that no Trent Reznor Atticus Ross soundtrack. He's, they really killed he's definitely uh, breaking ground there. No one's really done a movie on the darker side of being a mall cop. Right? Yeah. So it's really, the, he was the first. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sick. Yeah, I guess I need to check that out. It's, yo, it's, yeah, it's really good. It's we underrated. were joking about it, but now I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I want to see that film. Yeah, fuck Paul Blart, great. yo. Observing reports like a, a real good yeah. movie. Yeah, Paul you know? Blart is just making fun of the profession. Paul Blart is the poor man's observing report. Well, I don't want to say fuck Paul Blart because Kevin James could be listening to this. So. Yeah, and then we'd be screwed. No, that's what I'm saying. I've fuck had a, Paul Blart. <laughs> there's been some celebrity drama on this program before. I don't know. Do you guys know the band The Lofas? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. They opened for Wolf Alice, and the guy Justin Long was there. Oh, oh Garden State. Yeah, and they met. He met him, and they found they found out that he's dating Wait, the girl like from Churches. But it turns out that's public knowledge anyway. Weird. But as like you guys disclosed that private information on this podcast. It was so Justin Long in Garden State, or was that Zach Braff? Zach, that's Zach Braff. Braff. Oh, Zach, I'm sorry, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin Long. Justin Long was in the. Uh, Apple PC commercials. Yeah, him and John Hodgman. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. He's and also... this is the second time I've talked about John <laughs> Justin Long and this yeah. podcast. Yeah, so. Shout out to John Hodgman. I saw you at the WFMU uh, fundraiser one time. Yeah. I just he's saw cool. him. I he's didn't cool. say any words he's cool. to him. He's cool. He would be at that. Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Seems like it. I was like, you saw Justin Long there? I nah. Like, I don't think so. Didn't dude. see Zach Braff there either. Yeah. yeah. Zach Braff. Braff Gack. Whatever, Zach Braff. All right. <laughs> let's, enough of this nonsense. Let's transition you, to Justin. the next segment. You guys picked some records. You looked at them. Yeah. Hence yes. the title of this program. Yeah. And Marcel, this is the first one. You picked out this really fun yeah. Mets record. Yeah. Uh, not the band Mets. It's called Z. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It is not the band Mets with a Z. This is an actual New York Mets, the baseball team. Yeah. This is a 12 inch single released in 1986. And uh, it has a song. It's a super 80s song. It oh, is yeah. like the epitome <laughs> of an 80s song. And it's a song that they wrote for. The, um, the post-World Series? The post-World Series victory. Yeah, and side one has the radio mix, the extended play remix, yeah. and side two has 1986 season highlights narrated by Bob Murphy. <laughs> See, I was hoping it would be like wow. the explicit mix, you know, like just like without all the cu- with all the cussing and everything. And all the like cocaine snorting. And yeah, stuff. yeah, all like the behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this one of the ones where it's like, I ain't here to start no trouble. I'm just here to do, do the, the World Bowl. Series shuffle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably similar, yeah. It's really it's similar. Fucking, Everyone's yeah. going to find out shortly. Yeah. So, of the three tracks on this, do you want to hear the Let's Go Mets radio mix, extended play, 
or the 1986 season highlights. I want to hear the season highlights. To be honest, I want to hear a dude talk right, about that. You know what? The, you can he, you can oh, actually find rams. the music video for this song on YouTube. So let's make it an even deeper cut and just go with the highlights with the narration. Okay. We'll go with the 1986 season highlights. There Thanks. you go. Yeah, cheers As, uh, to another great year, you guys. Yeah, Mets. You guys messed up. You Matt messed Harvey up. was actually on TV yesterday, and he was like, I'm just glad this nightmare of a season is over. <laughs> and like, yeah, you and I both, dude. Yeah, you and every other Mets fan, bro. You and, like, everyone. Like, don't do anything stupid anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Please go away. All right, and uh, now we have Queen Sheer Heart Attack. Who yeah. picked this? Rizzo. Rizzo. Hey, yeah. man. Uh, my girlfriend, Pooja Desai, is a huge Queen fan, so I love this record. And this is a early Queen record. Is this their first or second record? It's an early one, I think. It's their third record. Thanks, Pooja, for the Pooja, Pooja helping us out. Little cheat sheet over there, <laughs> holding up the three fingers. So it's the third record. Um, you know, Freddie Mercury, no mustache. Yeah. What's up with that? You so can't nice. even. Who is? Which one is Freddie Mercury here? Yeah, this is like one of those hair metal album covers corner. where you can't tell like who's who. You know. That's yeah. Just, like that first poison yeah, record, you can't tell who's who. That's Freddie Mercury, right? Yeah, that's Freddie. Anybody is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like the yeah, yeah. He's, he's the young man there. So though. they all look good and hairy and stuff. So Freddie Mercury, great, great David Coverdale, the, Brett Michaels, <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all founding members of Queen. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic wrestling, wrestling references. Fantastic selection based on chest hair on this yeah. cover alone. Um. Yeah. But any particular song, Rizzo, you'd like to My hear? My was for Stone Cold Crazy. Sick. Nice. Because yeah. you are Stone Cold Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin. Cold yeah. Steve yeah. Rizzo. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Rizzo, you're getting, the sh you're getting stunned, man, <laughs> before you leave. You're getting RKO'd out of nowhere later, bro. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So after this, oh, the classic John Coltrane to Love Supreme. Oh, yeah. Who picked this, Rizzo? No, no it was dude. me. No, it was all Sebi. Sebi. Yeah. I mean, which what? movement do you want to hear, bro? Yeah. I mean, what? Oh man, you know you can't go wrong. <laughs> all of it. You know, I, what I really love about uh, a Love Supreme is the idea of like uh, Coltrane like having to wash some dishes one day, but there's a lot of dishes, so he calls out to his wife. He's like, Alice, could I get a glove Supreme? Like, <laughs> could I get a couple glo glove Supremes so I can? I wash these dishes without getting my hands Is all wrinkly. the only reason you chose this, dude? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good choice. <laughs> no, I love me Any I love reason me is appropriate. I love me some Coltrane. So, That's just a prevailing narrative I've been thinking about. Do you want to tell them about uh, Fayer Coltrane real quick? Uh, that has no place here. <laughs> this is Sebi, completely Sebi random. Sebi made a short, a really, really short film featuring the music of John Coltrane with our friend Andrew Fayer. It's really funny. Yeah, that's was, great. That is countdown. That's great. I'm yeah, glad you little, mentioned that. Countdown. That's good. That's good podcast info, man. Yeah, yeah scope it out. It's in Sebi Senior Project. Yeah, countdown is on uh, Giant Steps, right? It's, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's just like this really short track where it's like, like for just like three minutes, just insane. <laughs> Check, check it out. And so, friend Andrew dressed up as in a Lady Gaga costume eating lunch. Yeah, just oh, eating wow. some pasta. What was he eating? Pasta? Yeah, yeah pasta, okay. like chicken bow tie pasta. Oh, damn. That sounds really good right now. Yeah. It sounds pretty lit. Uh, Light Alfredo. Uh, vibes. And Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you like to hear off of this? Uh, just, yeah, play, you know, the first track is fine. 
cool acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah. I'm acknowledging that you selected acknowledgement. And oh, yeah. snaps. Yeah, let's <laughs> everyone. All right, after this, wow, another classic. You guys just selecting <laughs> classics one after another. We're pretty simple guys. I mean, these are the be- this surprise. is some of the best stuff ever. That's the thing. Well, thanks, you man. Know? Hey. I we mean, Nas, Illmatic. Yeah. This is like the quintessential <laughs> hip hop album of like every. Yeah, it's just the best. Yeah, it's but... my favorite personally. Um, this album came out like already 23, 24 years ago. It's hard mm-hmm. to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, Pooja and I were watching like. Uh, I guess TRL is coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, were, we on Friday night we just like stayed in and they were playing like all old music videos and stuff. Yeah. And on they MTV? played a lot of '90s hip hop like Lil Kim and Nas and any Craig Puff Mac? Daddy. Any Craig Mack? No. Flavor is a really good track. Yeah. But so. Oh well. Good pick. Yeah, any dude. any particular song? Yeah, I wanted to hear uh, The World Is Yours on that one, which is a classic, but it's also classic because he shouts out my hometown of Mount Vernon, New York. Yeah. Mount Vernon, the world is yours. Uh, every time I listen to that, home I'm like, of, hell yeah. Home of Pete Rock and CL Smooth, another great uh, 90s boys. hip-hop duo. Yeah, home of uh, Denzel, Sidney Poitier. Yeah, also. I love Mount Vernon, yeah. man. Why don't hey, we all move great. there? Uh, I mean, I just got out of there, man. <laughs> I'm good for a little bit. Yeah, me too. I mean, I live there all my life, so, you know. Cool, dude. Yeah, so it goes. All right, what do we have? We have four there, so yeah. Let's uh, let's play these four songs again. Red. So first off, you're going to hear uh, 1986. <laughs> LGM. Season highlights narrated by Bob Murphy. Hell God bless. Yeah. You're going to hear... Stone Cold Crazy by Queen off of Sheer Heart Attack. Acknowledgement off of A Love Supreme. And The World Is Yours by Nas. Yeah. Great picks for the first round, guys. Great records, Tom. Everyone, thanks. Enjoy. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Bob Murphy. Well, you know, regardless of the outcome... 1986 was a banner season for the New York Mets. The combination of veterans like Gary Carter, Keith Hernandez, Mookie Wilson, and Ray Knight. Rising stars like Daryl Strawberry, Roger McDowell, Dwight Gooden, and Ron Darling. And a cast of gutsy competitors like Lenny Dykstra, Wally Backman, Kevin Mitchell, Howard Johnson, and Rafael Santana. Put the Mets on track to win 100 games. In fact... Mets manager Davey Johnson got the Mets winning like no other team in Mets history. And the Mets did it as a team, getting solid, consistent performance from their lineup, taking their turns and playing the role of hero. The Mets excelled in pitching, hitting, and defense. That's a tough combination to beat. So let's review some of the memorable moments of the Mets' 1986 season. If you've been a Mets fan as long as I have, you'll really savor these moments. The 1986 season began with what was a familiar happening for Mets fans in 1985. A Dwight Gooden complete game victory. The windup, the pitch on the way, ground ball bounced back to the mound, fielded by Gooden, throw to first, the Mets have won on opening night. 
The Mets lost their home opener in 13 innings to the defending champion Cardinals. The loss dropped the Mets below 500 for the first and only time in 1986. The Mets responded by embarking on an 11-game win streak, including a four-game sweep of the Cardinals in St. Louis. Three of those four games were decided by one run and some good defense. And the pitch on the way, and a ground ball hit hard. Stab, great play by Backman. The second for one, first double play. The game is over. The Mets have won the ball game. A magnificent play by Wally Backman. The 11th win, which tied a club record, came in Atlanta with Gary Carter and Darrell Strawberry providing the firepower. 1-0 count, Strawberry at second, the delivery, swung on, hit in the air, fairly deep, left field, sample back, look up, goodbye, home run, Gary Carter. Darrell Strawberry coming up. What a game for Darrell Strawberry. Four hits in four times at bat, three runs batted in. And last night, Darrell had four RBIs. Seven RBIs in the first two games. That's leading 8-1, ninth inning in Atlanta, Georgia. And a ground ball hit hard, base hit through the hole. Five for five for Darrell Strawberry. That doesn't happen very often in a player's career. But here tonight, Darrell, for the first time in his major league career, has collected five hits in five times at bat. There were individual records as well as team records set in 1986. Speedster Mookie Wilson collected five hits in one game against the Padres, including a triple that moved him into first place on the Mets' all-time list. The delivery to Wilson, he hits it down the right field line. If it's fair, it's trouble. It is a fair ball in the corner. This will tie the ball game up. Mookie's rounding second base. He'll try for three. The relay throw by Royster, sliding head first, safe for the triple. And the Mets have tied the game at 4-4. Ron Darling tied a Mets record for starting pitchers by winning six games without a loss. Ron's sixth victory was a five-hit, 12-strikeout gym against the Dodgers. Franklin Stubbs, a left-hand hitter, has been up three times, and all three times he has been called out on strikes. Stubbs is known as a fastball hitter. He has seen a lot of curveballs, and he's seen a lot of split-fingered fastballs. One ball, one strike, the pitch. And a line smack to second, taken on one hop by Backman, thrown to Hernandez, the final score, eight to one New York. Beautiful job by Ron Darling. He pitches a five hitter, he walked only two, and he struck out 12. The balance of pitching and power the Mets enjoyed was reflected on the 1986 National League All-Star team. First baseman, Keith Hernandez. Catcher, Gary Carter. Right fielder Darrell Strawberry and pitchers Dwight Gooden and Sid Fernandez all represented the Mets in Houston for the annual All-Star Game matchup. As the Mets continued to win, they continued to frustrate the opposition. Proof positive was a five-hour, 14-inning marathon that saw the Mets outlast the Reds 6-3 and featured this memorable moment. Howard waiting. Now the pitch. And it swung on, hit in the air, deep to right field, way back. said it was going to take a long ball to probably do it and uh, right now that's what it is and Howard Johnson got all of it so he ripped that thing deep into the stands and right field and the Mets get three big runs. Home run power was on display 
when the Mets hit three consecutive home runs in the third inning of a 5-1 to one win over Atlanta. Naylor's delivery hit in the air to deep left field. Look up and say goodbye. Home run, Gary Carter. Three RBIs, and the Mets lead it. Three to nothing as Mailer gives up his 17th home run of the year. Strawberry up. Pitch to him is swung on. He hits the ball way up to left, right center. Back Murphy looking up. Goodbye, home run, Daryl Strawberry. Back-to-back home runs. Gary Carter and Daryl Strawberry. Mailer delivers to Mitchell. Breaking ball. He hits the ball deep in the air to left center field. Murphy back. Three in a row. Goodbye, home run. Kevin Mitchell and the Mets have taken a 5 to nothing lead on three home runs in a row as Kevin Mitchell gets home run number eight. Not only did the Mets win with good pitching and prolific run production, they became masters of the late inning come from behind win. Exemplary was a seven-run eighth inning against the Expos, capped by Mookie Wilson's three-run homer. Swung on, it deep to right field. Mookie got all of it. Back at the wall, Dawson looking up. Goodbye, home run. Three-run homer, a towering shot into the stands and right field. And the Mets have taken an eight to six lead. As Mookie gets his eighth home run, runs batted in 26, 27, and 28. That looked like a Daryl Strawberry shot. Mookie is awfully strong. He's hitting longer home runs this year than I've ever seen him before. And I've never seen this year the Mets dugout more excited than they are right now. Everybody is out pounding Mookie on the back. And here's a team that's already won 72 ball games. They know about winning, but they were down six to one in this ball game. They have come back and they have gone into the lead. Which led to a 10 to eight Mets victory. A Roger McDowell win and Jesse Orozco's 86th career save, placing him first on the Mets all time save list. A high pop up, the game should be over. Foul ball behind the plate, Carter under it waiting. He's got it and the Mets have won the ball game. A save for Jesse Orozco, and he got it. He earned that one very impressively, getting a real good hitter, Andre Dawson, for the final out of the evening. And with the save, he passes Tug McGraw. He has more saves than any relief pitcher in Mets baseball history. So often did the Mets win that the question became not if the Mets would win the National League East, but when and by how many games. It seems that everybody on the Mets roster got into the winning act. And they sometimes found unusual ways to accomplish it. Delivery by Sis, swung on, ground ball, base hit! Center field, here comes Dykstra, here comes the runner! The throw to the plate, they've got him! He is out at home plate! The runner at third, throw by Gibbons, he is out at third base! A double play, the Mets win! Lenny Dykstra throws to John Gibbons! They get the runner at the plate! Trying to move up to third base, Flannery is thrown out. Gibbons to Howard Johnson. The Mets win six to five. Oh, what an ending to the ball game. What a throw by Lenny Dykstra from center field. Magnificent throw by Lenny Dykstra. And give John Gibbons a world of credit. He was totally bowled over by Gary Templeton. He showed the umpire the ball in his bare hand. He jumped up and he threw to Howard Johnson and Flattery was out by a pretty wide margin to wind up probably the best looking double play the Mets have made all year long. Unbelievable finish. Well, as Yogi Berra would say, it ain't over till it's over. 
and it ain't over yet for the 1986 Mets. Fasten your seatbelt, Mets fans, because the Mets are bound for the playoffs, and they're sure to provide more memorable moments. With a little luck and a few three-run homers, I'll have the pleasure of bringing you happy recaps of Mets games all the way into October. I'm Bob The world is yours, the world is yours. I sip the dumb peak watching Gandhi till I'm charged and writing in my book of rhymes all the words past the margin. The whole of mic I'm throbbing, mechanical movement, understandable smooth shit that murderers move with. The thief's theme, the play me at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation, react like I'm facing time, like Pappy Mason with pins I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Sway Tim's on my beats, makes my cipher complete. Weather cruising in a six cab, a Montero Jeep, I can't call it. The beats make me falling asleep, I keep falling, I keep but falling. never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. me. The world is yours. 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 To my man Ill Will, God bless your life. To my people throughout Queens, God bless your life. I trip we box of crazy bitches, aiming guns and all my baby pictures. Beef with housing police, release scriptures, that's maybe Hitler's. Yet I'm the mild money, getting style, rolling foul. The versatile honey, sticking wild, golden child, dwelling in the rotten apple. You get tackled, a caught by the devil's lasso. Shit is a hassle. There's no days for broke days. We sell a smoke pays while all the old folks pray. To Jesus, soaking their sins in trays. A holy water, odds against nods and Lord, I'm thinking the word best describing my life To name my daughter, my strength My son to start will be my resurrection Born in correction, all the wrong shit I did He'll lead in right direction How you live in larger broker Charge cards are mediocre You flipping coca, playing spit spades and strip poker Poker It's yours The world is yours The world is yours Miles from home, I need a new nigga for this black cloud to follow. Cause while it's over me, it's too dark to see tomorrow. Trying to maintain a flip, feel the clip to the tip. Picture in my peeps, not the can make my heartbeat skip. And I'm amped up, they like to champ up. Even my brains in handcuffs, headed for Indiana, stabbing women like the Phantom. The crew is lamping, big Willie style. Check the chip to smile. Plus, I profile wow. Stash through the flock, clothes burning dollars to light my stove. Walk the blocks with a box. Checking games plus the games people play. Bust the problems of the world today. It's yours. 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 It's
Great picks, guys. Especially liked the 1986 Mets season highlights. Amen. That was so great to listen. Hopefully, nice to hear something positive about the Mets. Yeah, hopefully 2018 <laughs> will be more like 1986 for the Mets. God, I it I already hope. feels like 1986, man. Yeah. I already get those winning vibes. Next year. All right, so let's keep moving along with these songs. So we got a nice little Prince Purple Rain single. The picture disc? No, it it's just oh, super purple. Yeah, that is beautiful. Purple. Oh, wow. This is actually in good condition. It's a beautiful purple. I don't even realize this game is a good condition. <laughs> so, these are, I think this is the first ever 45 to be selected by a band on Look at My Records. Yeah. So, thank yeah. you. Dante. Dante. Dante hitting up the 45 rack in my apartment. Yeah. And this isn't the last one. No. So, we it's got Purple 45. Rain. You're a big Prince fan, sir? Um, not really. Okay, cool. That's fine. <laughs> so here we go. Playing playing Prince, Purple Rain. Classic. Yeah, just the hits. Yeah, you're playing Purple Rain because it's done. <laughs> They're all hits. Dante just has respect. He doesn't like anything. He just has respect for music. Yeah. That's good. And then, uh, oh, wow. Patty Smith, Because the Night, another 45. Shouts out to Bruce Springsteen for writing that song. Yeah, he did. And Patty Smith just played in Central Park a couple weeks ago. I heard oh, it was shit. amazing. Oh. Yeah, I missed it. I wish she was my mom. Like, I wish I had two moms. <laughs> yeah. And Patty Smith was my second mom, you know? You ever I read any mom. of Patty Smith's uh, memoirs? Yeah, uh, Just Kids was fantastic. Yeah, Just Kids was one. really good. Second one's good, too. Awesome. Just Kids was better, though, I thought, personally. Because really Just Kids was more about, you know, slumming around in New yeah, York. You know, relatable. her beginnings. Uh, the other one, M-Train, was more about her relationship with Fred Sonic Smith, who was in um, you know, MC5. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And it was good, but it was, you know, different. Word. So if, you, if, if you're more interested in, like, New York and yeah. her origins and New York in the 70s, mm. which is really cool, uh, you know, Just Kids is, definitely gives a good Absolutely, portrait man. of that. Love so, Ghost of right. Buildings on Fire, Northern Seminole. Great yes. 70s New York City music scene. Yes. Good pairing. Hell yeah, Marcel. <laughs> okay, so Patti Smith, Because the Night. And then Michael Jackson, Rock With You. Yeah. Missed I love this the cover. Guy. <laughs> he looks so serious. Guy. He's got a bow tie on. He does have a, it's kind of, well, it's, he's not at an angle. The bow tie is kind of, 
at an angle. He's sli- he's slightly leaning. Mike, you're looking sloppy, bro. Yeah, wow. how did they like let this picture fly? His bow tie's totally crooked yeah. in this. I think it's great composition. You know, it's a little bit of uh, you know, uh, art is all about push and pull. You know, and, and tension and, and relieving and creating tension. So. <laughs> There's some tension in this photo. A lot of tension in this room right now, Subby. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So Michael Jackson I rock with Jackson you? Five miles. An- another great pick. This is actually probably my favorite Michael Jackson song. So thanks. It's really it's a great good. One, oh, it's it's a Quincy song. Jones. Quincy yeah. Jones. You're like right. You're in my mind right now, man. You're in there. You're burrowed in. Hell yeah, Dante. And then we got. Animal Collective feels. Yeah. I remember when this record came out, man. I think I just like graduated high school. That is beautiful. A little older than you guys. Sorry. (laughs) I haven't haven't heard a single thing on that album, but that album art is beautiful. Yeah, it's really good. And this was Marcel's pick. Yeah, man. Shouts out to all my best friends. Uh, it was a very. Yeah, I don't know if you ever have the same experience where you have like a you know an album that like you and your friends kind of. Really oh yeah, to, absolutely. You know? It was one of those. And you know, just brings back a lot of memories. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the songs just like are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, this album, the one after it, Strawberry Jam, mm-hmm. the one before this, Sun Tongs or whatever, yeah. and then of course. Meriwether Post Pavilion. Just a great four-album stretch. Oh, yeah. Really incredible. Super, super incredible. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know what to say about Animal Collective. I feel like it's all kind of been said. Yeah. Like, it's just it's one of those bands you kind of just got to, like, listen to to understand it if you want to, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, stigma on, like, the Animal Collective scene for, like, for good reason and for bad reason, you know? But yeah. uh, they catch a lot of flack. Um, but, uh. I don't know. The albums themselves are like really good pieces of art. Really cool. I agree. Any particular song you'd like to hear? Oh, man. Um, let's see here. Oh, there's no album. Oh, there are. They are yeah. Back. It's just very yeah. hot for teacher. Like, um, <laughs> hot for like teacher. Animal Collective's hot for teacher. <laughs> table, of, table for one. Um, you know what? Let's do, let's do Purple Bottle. Purple awesome. Bottle's my favorite off that one. I think. That's a good choice. That's a fantastic song. Eddie Van Halen's really good on that one. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, and there's a Sammy Hagar cameo on that song too. Yo, yo, he kills it on have. Banshee yes. beats. Son, yeah. <laughs> and then Marcel, you also picked the uh, Olivia Tremor control oh, dusk music bands. from the unrealized script Dusk at Cubist Castle. Yeah, and uh, one of the seminal Elephant Six collective bands, mm-hmm. Athens, Georgia based. Um, yeah, this record's awesome. And, you know, we talked about, unfortunately, Bill Doss passed away about yeah. five years ago. Yeah, and yeah. it's really disappointing because they had gotten, I guess, regrouped. Yeah. You know, there's so many with this group of musicians, so many different bands and projects. Like, I think, I'm not sure if he was involved with circulatory system or whatever. It, it, it's all ambiguous. They yeah. just kind of, like, play for whoever and don't, don't really take credit for it. So interesting. it was cool that they were finally all back together because it's just like, Anytime I play this record for someone, they're like, that's really good. Like, yeah. No one dislikes this album. Yeah, it's really crazy, say, man. No one dislikes this album. It's just sonically very good. Oh, yes. Yeah, a lot of 60s vibes. Super. It's um, really good songwriting, really good production. It was all done on like a four track, but 
Um, oh, I forgot the lead, the other guy's name, the guy from Circulatory System. Tim Blum. Will and Colin Hart. Will, Will Col- and Colin Hart. Yeah, Will yeah, Colin yeah. Hart is like a fantastic engineer <laughs> and <Tim> musician. <laughs> it's a, He's got his hands in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Timbaland right. probably had a hand in this. Uh, <laughs> he is this from album, dude. he is from Georgia, right? He's Yo, Atlanta yeah. based. Oh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he made the trip up to yeah, Athens. I'm wondering Georgia. when like the the Atlanta trap scene is finally gonna recognize the the influence that the Elephant Six Collective has had yeah. on the modern rap climate. Ah, uh, hey, it's it's, it's they need to day. they yeah. really need to el- acknowledge the elephant. Yeah, dude, Jeff in Mangum, the room, money, bro. <laughs> the elephant in the room. Uh, Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Get it? The Elephant Six. Collective bada in the bing. room. Bada bing. I'm Ooh. freaking the fuck out Ooh. way too much for that pun. <laughs> no, but that's um, a really good one. Yeah, I mean, this is such a good album. It's Any song ever. you'd like to hear? Super formative. Honestly, the if I was if I wanted anyone to hear a song off this record that never heard it before, definitely define a, a transparent yeah. dream. It's like. Uh. The the the, uh, the hit on this one. You're hitting me right in the yeah, heart, man. Really good lyrics. Hit me really right good in the heart. Or you could listen. Or you can put on all the green typewriters if you want to. You know, like have like a good. You know, go to go into the bathroom mix. Just like listen to something. Skip That's em. a bunch of noise. Mm. But to find a transparent yeah. dream is real good. Yeah, really good song. All right, you guys. Wow, you guys. We're gonna play this. Those songs. It was really, really great having you. Thanks Thank for you so song, much. Though. You Thank guys you. can the come back anytime when you. Uh, Finish your new record and put yeah, something man. out. I'd love to have you guys yeah, back. I'll see you around Jersey City. Yeah, you know, let's uh, let's link I'll up. See you at shows. Let's build. We'll build <laughs> stuff. Let's create. So thanks for selecting these final five songs. Yeah, man. They're coming to everyone out there listening right now. So don't stop listening. I love you, Cyril. Love you guys. <laughs> thanks, Morris Alba. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.
define a transparent dream. Go ahead, define it. Define it. You can't define it. You need a dictionary. Anyway, thank you, Morris Alba, for being on. I hope you guys like their picks, especially the random 1986 New York Mets season highlights. That's in there. I honor all requests from people on this program. But thanks again, Morris Alba. We fanboyed out a bit to Olivia Tremor Control. It's all good. We had fun. But I'm about to wrap up the show because this is getting pretty long. I'm going to play a song by the band Turnip King. Morris Alba had mentioned that they know them from Bard College, I believe, or they're friends through some other means. It was off. It was not recorded when they said that. So I'm just going based on memory. But anyway, Turnip King, great. Very shoegazy. Reminds me of like a slow dive of Galaxy 500. And they're playing on Friday with Paper House, Hey Baby, and Sick Tick at Alphaville. Friday, October 6th. You can catch them there. And this song's called The Ho-See. So go see Turnip King play Ho-See. Bye.